We would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land, the Wongol people of the Darug Nation, where we are recording this podcast. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islanders tuning into the podcast. Wait, what's this podcast called again? Mad Chatter. Hmm. One, two, three. Kia ora. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of the Mad Chatter podcast. Everyone cheer because we're back. Woo! Did you miss us? We know you missed us. I don't know why I'm leaning into the microphone. Like It's because we actually don't have microphones today <laughs> because we're so out of sync with the podcasting world <laughs> that my pride and joy was left at home. Wombat and Tallboy will not live to see another day. I wasn't sure if you were going to admit that or not, but well, I feel like I had to. It's like we woke up to the podcast without the podcasting equipment, so... I'm ashamed in myself. Obviously, the week off has hurt us, but you guys are off for a week for good reason. Shall we talk about it? Y'all did some traveling. We did. It wasn't for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. You guys didn't just go to Byron for a bit. <laughs> the Byron vibe. We can't bring that up. <laughs> no. We went to Adelaide, had, played some netty there, and then we... Took, won, a, won a game of netty Took there. the W there and ran. Won an ugly game of netty <laughs> there. Like, we talk about hot girl netty and we talk about, like, cold girl netty and we played some cold girl netty. It was ice cold at times. But we got the win. And ran. And ran to Perth. <laughs> we literally couldn't have run further. We could not have run further than escaping so to Perth. Really? Actually, this just makes me think about, like, I don't know why I'm wanting to say this now, but we were discussing the flight from like Adelaide to Perth and how it's because people I think assumed that it would be a lot shorter because obviously Sydney to Perth is apparently one of the, like the longest flights you can do oh in my Australia. God. Don't we it know? Was. And so everyone was under the impression of like, oh, Adelaide to Perth is going to be not that far, but it still was quite far. Anyway, then we started discussing like, oh, Tassie to Perth would be quite far, wouldn't it? And then oh. Ali Smith goes, oh my God, oh, would that be far? And we were like, what do you mean? And she's like. He's like, Tassie a long way away from Perth. We're like, do you, have you seen a map? Have you seen a map? But in Ali's defence, like, she probably hasn't seen a map before. Like, <laughs> we had to do a quiz with her about the flags of the world and we get, we're giving her clues about Germany and we were like, Nazis and stuff. And she was like, Russia. Well, actually... She was cricket first and then it was Russia. Yeah, actually, there's someone else that kind of, like, was a bit exposed on this trip. Oh, my trip. God. I don't think Maddie's heard about it. I was sitting next to Chelsea Mann, our um, New South Wales Foods training partner, who she did fill me in on the alley, the alley Perth thing because she also thought that Perth was up north. Oh. <laughs> they thought it was near Broome. And then we got on to other questions and I was like, I don't know how we got there. We started asking her normal questions and then I was like, so World War Two, like Hitler or anything mean anything to you? And she, all she could say was, wasn't there a bed that was poisoned? And I said, what? What? So she's sitting there Googling Hitler, Hitler facts, Hitler knowledge. And she's like, what's his name? Adolf. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I was like, Nazis? And he's ringing you a bell. And she goes, boy, boy in the stripy pajamas. Oh, stripy. Well, at least she got there. At least she got like, there eventually. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, I've heard of it. I just don't know. I wrote a list of... Um, is this a gen- yeah, like, is this a generational thing? Like, do you oh. think it's the world of, like, the TikToks of, like, cloud of people's... But no kind of work Snapchat. You check her Snap maps and she's got everyone in the I did see that. I did see that. God, how many friends has that girl got? It was a long flight back. <laughs> yeah, wow. And that, that wasn't because it was a long distance, uh, yeah. which Ali Smith did not understand. We also asked her about the Big Bang Theory. Were you there for that term? No, it wasn't. We that. asked her about the Big Bang Theory and she didn't know what it was. Oh, like she wow. had no idea. Did and she go to we- a Catholic school? I think she did, yeah. And then we tried to explain it to her, and the only thing she could say was, "Was that with Eve and Adam?" Oh. Mm. 
That girl. <laughs> that girl. I think we've got a lot of education to... Uh... We need some tutoring sessions. I think we really do. <laughs> I know. I think there's a million and one other stories we could be telling right now about dumb things that people have said. But maybe that's another segment for another one. <laughs> dumb things that people in maybe our team say. I'm, I'm sure uh, we would make that too. Yeah, at some point. I, would, I think I would probably cover numbers one to ten. I don't understand the difference said. between sweet and savoury. Wait, What? I kind of do now, but like in the last couple of years, I, I, I don't get the difference. Like, I, I wouldn't really know what a donut is. Is that sweet? What? <laughs> yes, of course. Hey, hey. What? I know who I... Hitler is. <laughs> Let's remember. Yeah, but foods? Like, that's what? Your I just couldn't understand. Wait, I, you did mean? you know that there's actually like a list of like, I think it's like six ways to describe food though. And it's like sweet, savory, sour. There's one that's like a really weird name. Sour is my favorite. But no, it's like called something and it's That's like, when something's like, it's oh, like not, someone asked me that question the other day. I think it's like, like not spicy. I don't know. One of our listeners will know, but there's actually ways that you describe oh. foods. And But oh. I don't even know if sour, savory would be one because that's, yeah. But I mean, we talked about having a really like clean cup <laughs> warm up for once in this podcast. And I don't know how we've got on to not knowing the difference between sweet and savory. But in asking that, what are you, sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. She's got no idea. <laughs> no, it's sweet like chocolate. And yeah, I think I'm stuff. savory. I'm savory. Fun stuff. Oh, I've, I've I used to be very clearly savory, but since living with Maddie Turner and mainly Sophie Garvin, I turned quite sweet. But. Sarah Klaus is a mad sweet. Yeah, but she's she also not? like loves a pack of chips. She's See, also, that's where I don't understand. She's also diabetic. I don't understand that <laughs> chips are savory because there's no sugar in them. Well, then what do you mean? Oh. They're like. Oh. <laughs> Like, this is one of those things where it's like you're listening to the radio and people are saying stuff, like things are just so dumb and you're just like, you want to yell at them through the speakers. Oh. People are doing that listening to this podcast you know right now. People start to call me Flash Mob Maddie, Maddie <laughs> and now they're going to be like, sweet savory <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> or idiot Maddie. No. <laughs> this podcast is doing nothing but tarnishing my reputation. <laughs> Look, speaking of podcasts, let's just give an outline of what's to come. We're going to break our own rules and we're going to do a, we're going to do a netball segment. <laughs> we have said this is the podcast that's not about netball, but by netballers break the rules we thought that given we had a week off we would give the listeners what they want and a lot of listeners have been asking netball specific questions so <sighs> which is we're okay. gonna do it we're gonna do it but we, we do were, love our netty we were inundated in like <laughs> i've had to turn notifications off well, let's just say that let's just say that like 25 <laughs> questions but uh, after that we actually have a very exciting interview um Dare I say a lo- even more exciting than Big Bully? I th- like. I feel like probably for our target market, like in yeah. our listeners, like mm. I think this is going to be more exciting. Do we announce it or do we wait? We wait. Make we wait. L- okay, let's just give some clues. Make them suffer through call and one. Say, one word clues. Everyone one word clue. Okay, I've got Venus flytrap. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Sass. Okay, great, great. You guys, I think if you put those three together, you should know. <laughs> All right, let's get into quarter one. Cotter one. It's our netball segment. <laughs> Charlie, the accent yet. <laughs> We've gone from like a Kiwi star. And then we always go back to American. I love it. So, yes, netball segment with questions asked by you guys. Our wonderful, fantastic billions of listeners. <laughs> so I've kind of just surmised these. So thank you for everyone that's sending them in. We're not going to name names today. We had issues with that last time. And that wasn't a you thing. That was an us problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. So I'm just going to start off with a big bang. Take us through a game day, and I'm talking prep. I'm talking the night before. I'm talking start to finish, from tan to unstrapping dice bars. Oh, Sorry, when you said the bump started with a big bang, I thought you were going to ask us what our thoughts <laughs> on the big bang. I was like, well, we're going to play Chelsea man here. The big bang is as probable as <laughs> God creating the world. So let's just start with that. 
Anyway, Mads, you can get us started with this question. All right, night before. Um, I feel like traditionally, like me and Mads actually do cook together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we do love our like pasta, mm-hmm. or like don't mind a bit of a steak either. I'm quite religious with pasta. I thought like it's just one of those things that became like a thing, and then I was like, I've got to just do it. Now. Like a classic, like red sauce based. Yeah. Pasta? Usually a bolognese or, or a pesto. So okay. bol- yeah, I would never go creamy. I just am a bit like, mm-hmm. but yeah. pesto actually has been like a pesto chicken with like sun dried tomato. You don't like sun dried tomatoes. Mate doesn't like tomatoes. Full stop. Um, pesto, yeah, garlic bread. The dream, yeah, mainly for the garlic bread. Yeah, fair, mm. fair. I'll say though, actually, like this is so like my favorite. Like I love game day, but my mm. actual favorite day of the week is Captain's Run Day. Yeah, so right. it's like a Friday, so it's kind of going all the way. It's because back. she gets to run it. So, <laughs> we probably should rewind. You Captain's Run before we're having the dinner, so yeah. that's what happens the day so before. It's just to, a... And everyone's like, "What's a Captain's Run?" I joke like, oh, "Me and Paige just run laps around the court." <laughs> no, so I think Captain's Run is that's a bad is a like term that is thrown around in the sporting world and I think every sport and every team actually does it very differently. So I think it, it came um like to fruition from the fact that usually it was like meaning the coaches kind of stepped to the side, captains just run out as like a feel good session the day before a I game. I thought you were gonna be like, so it came from nineteen ninety four. So we have to talk about Greek mythology. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were heading. So I was, I was actually like, oh <laughs> it was a man called John Captain <laughs> and he decided he the day before a game. No, so our captain's run though is more just like probably a 40-minute session, if that. You usually just do a warm-up, play some games, we'll run through some centre passes, run through long court. Like, that's about it. And it's just a bit of a feel-good thing. And some of us do primers, which is like a short gym session that kind of gets your, like, body ready for the day before. The game, sorry, the game the next day. Um, but the thing I love most about it is that captain's run is usually, like, in the middle of the day. So you get a sleep in and, like, mm. it'll be, like, a 12, 1 o'clock start. And I'm just, like, I'm always driving to training. I've got my music blaring. And I'm, like, you just know that the training's going to be good. Everyone's going to be in a good mood because mm. it's a game the next day. Like, it's just fun. Don't you I just thought you liked it because it had captain's in front of it. <laughs> well, that too. There's actually more to it than that. There's a mad ego element yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I really thought it was. Like, All right, yeah. so we captain's run. Yes. We have our pasta. Yes. No creamy. It was a boschiole. No. no. Boschiole. <laughs> Carbonara. Nah. So, on a good day, I know you're, you're very specific about this, Turner. Tanning. Night before. Day of. Night before the other day. day I kind of mix it up. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm not like a superstitious or like routine gal. So no, but you don't like getting your bed sheets tanned. No, yeah. but I'm expressing it and I'm doing it in like two hours. <laughs> and yeah. then rinsing off before you sleep. Yeah. Whereas I slept in mine the other night. And if anyone wants to look at any photos of the <gasps> Fever versus Swifts, zoom in on my hands. Because I, no, don't, don't my encourage. Hands Do not encourage it. We're filthy. Um... But yes, I. It depends on the time of the game. Like if we're playing at seven o'clock, yeah. I can get away with tanning that day. But I kind of like to be stress free on game day, and the idea of having to tan on game day mm. gives me a bit of anxiety. I but... know, and it's been raining, and it really stresses Maddie <gasps> out. Like, how does she get from the car to the coffee without getting the tan dripping? <laughs> and let's just say I didn't. I didn't get it, and I looked like a leper. I had just dots all over my body. We just want to reiterate how tough it is being a female athlete. Oh my god, in it so many ways. Is, <laughs> but I was saying this, like even Bryony was kind of like, "Why are you guys tanning?" And I'm like. I am, Look good, feel good. I am fluorescent at the moment as well. Like, if I get rid of my tan, like, I get people that come up to me and they're like, are you sick? Like, I go really pale on my face in winter and people literally start to ask if I'm unwell. I'm looking at you shaking my head because but, I'm white, white. I'm ghostly Yeah, but white. it kind of, it, like, it suits you. <laughs> With my dark Lebanese features. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, like, without this being, maybe you're kind of a, do you go very tan in summer? No, I 
I don't tend See, that's at what all. I mean. Whereas I actually can. Something's broken. But I'm weird in that I actually can get, like, Maddie, you can, like, I yeah. go quite brown in win- in summer. You but do. then it means that when I come to winter, everyone's like, ugh. Who is like, she? what happened? What happened to her? And You're I'm like, off. <laughs> and so then I feel like I don't want everyone thinking I'm unwell. And so I have and to And it's all like, once one person does it in the yes. team, well, it's a ripple Oof. effect. <laughs> Tegan, <laughs> Kelly, we all, about you. We, we talk about going to the Bahamas. That's our kind of, like, code where it's like, good night, guys. Just going to go to the Bahamas before we go to bed. All right, so. We've gone to Bahamas, bedtime, relatively early. Can you guys sleep? Do you find it fine to sleep now? Or are you still, like, does it pe- depend on the game? If you've got a final the next day, are you a little bit more jittery or are you used to it now? I think Because, sleep- you know, two-time premieres. <laughs> <laughs> I think sleeping's okay. I can't even think. See, I'm the type of person that, like, I, I, don't only, think about it. I only don't sleep very well if I think I have to get up early the next morning. Yeah, Whereas right. on game day, you kind of have the freedom to, like, sleep in as long as you'd mm-hmm. like. So I'll usually go to bed okay, but I'll kind of make sure that I don't try and go to bed too early and then I'm not tired because that's when I'll struggle. I struggle more on away trips because one not your own bed and stuff but two because you have to have breakfast within the set time yeah, yeah right where yeah. like at home you can just like get it when you want to yeah when you want to where yeah. like yeah there's a bit of a set schedule when you're yeah. away and playing seven o'clock now it's kind of been like our tactic to make the day go faster is like sleep in as long as possible yeah. Yeah. and just like stay in bed as long as possible because it's like yeah, so that's why I don't mind going to bed a bit later. Mm-hmm. However, they do say that the most important sleep you get is in the hours before midnight. So I try and, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've been told. Maybe they just told me that to get me to go to bed early. Um, <laughs> Good strategy. We'll usually watch, like, a movie or something the night before yeah. or do something, like, kind of together. So it's a bit of, like, a fun yeah, fun night. Love that. Okay. Maddie loves you know flip. Oh, um, my God. I experienced the you know flip the other night. That is brutal. I, yeah, someone asked me that. I mean, I won. Someone was <laughs> asked me, oh, what but sort of player are you in? You know, like, are you competitive? I was like, yes. I was like, I am the person that no one can stand because I am, like, living every card that comes through. <laughs> it's All exhausting. Right. So we've gone to bed. We've played our, you know, flip. <laughs> yeah. Everything's sorted. You're waking up the next day. Let's just do a gen. It's a general. Like, we don't don't worry about times of a 7 o'clock game, 2 yeah. o'clock game. What are you doing? You're getting up. Are you right. warming messi- coffee? Yeah, we're messaging each other, being like, are you up? Sort of thing. Coffee? Question mark. Yeah. Is it coffee in a walk or is it just coffee? <laughs> is it breakfast first or is it coffee first? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a, on the day, we'll wing it. Yeah. We've turned it around now, though. We usually eat now before we get coffee. Because another thing I've been told is that you shouldn't eat um, drink coffee on an empty stomach because it's bad for the lining mm-hmm. of your stomach. Also, it allows us, to, if we sleep in, yeah. and then we go to coffee first, and then, like we're having breakfast way too late, and we yeah. need to get some meals in yeah um but yeah we go to manush yeah shout out to manush at on Mady's bay road delicious coffee um lots of chocolate on the cap yeah that's sweet beautiful. if you didn't know <laughs> so much for clarifying wait is coffee sweet or savory i don't know it's me i guess it depends if you put sugar in it or not <laughs> sweet is it coffee yeah that's well ask the listeners but we'll also, actually, this is probably a niche thing that we do, especially for games of Saturday. We do. Which most of us have been. Yeah, most, we do the Saturday quiz. So, oh, I love that. The good weekend quiz. No, see, we do the advertiser oh. quiz in Adelaide. So we get set. Well, Maddie now has it on her phone, but I used to every morning wake up and in my group family chat write quiz question mark. My parents would send a photo oh. of the Adelaide quiz and we would do it. So we still always do the Adelaide one. And if we pass, that's awesome. It's a good day. If we get 25 out of 50, it's a good, it's a good day. day. That's really We awesome. sometimes do the good weekend one too. But that's only 25 questions. Like, we, we're in it for the long haul with the 50, 50 questions. Yeah, you got to pass that day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... I imagine the getting ready is pretty simple, packing bags, remembering the left and right shoe. You're getting to, let's say, Nepal Central. It's a home game. Yeah. What's What's the plan from here? So, <laughs> God, good question. I feel like we've Thank actually you. cut it down this year in terms of, like, we kind of get there and almost like a straight into things. So we, yeah. we'll park at Nepal Central, but then we walk across to KRA. And then something that we do differently that 
Maddie has pointed out not many other sports do that we wear our dresses to the game. Yes. And Maddie kind of wants to make it now a fashion statement <laughs> where you have your dress there, hung up, ready to go, but you like rock up and she wants to walk in like a gangster. Like wear... the basketball. Okay, no, legitimate legitimate question. Like style. You're doing it Saturday. They go, no, your dress is already hanging up there. What are you actually wearing? See, I would change it up. Like I'm either going like... As if you're not going comfort. Yes, yeah, so I'm going like a Justin Bieber t-shirt. <laughs> And just yeah, like no. I'm, but then I'm I also thought, sorry. I thought you were going to be like a Justin Bieber outfit, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just like. But I'm also thinking like, hmm, potentials. Like, could I get a watch sponsorship and wear that watch? Could I get a spot over? Okay, Roger Ferrero. <laughs> Told you she's getting. She's becoming. <laughs> what is it? Tag. She's pimping herself out. She's actually pimping herself out. <laughs> Garmin, you're listening. Apple Watch, you're listening. I'm in the I'm in the market. I mean, it's funny though because it's funny because it's true. But we say that. But then I feel like it would just really annoy me. Like it's a lot easier actually being ready for the game because your hair. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's something that happens in our change rooms. Oh, yeah. Is a girl. Oh. A lot of girls that get their hair braided. I love the hair station. It, yeah. I, it just feels very. I think it's very female sport, and yeah. I love it. Like it's. It just feels so. It differentiates us from like the men. Yeah, and I, I love think, it because we have to be there so early, and now we've got to put our phones away. <gasps> God forbid. Yeah, I so know. they've got to be in a little lockbox because we can't have our phones in the changing room. Because we can't bet on our game or match fix. <laughs> we are. I'm sure for other st- reasons too, just general being on your phone. No, but no. it's actually a rule since they came in this year. Since oh, we've gone, yeah. so we've never had it's to like do it in the past. Oh, I thought it was just no, no it's a league rule. So, so since Bryony cracking nah, the whip. Nah, well, I mean, it, was, it sort of was a team rule. It was kind of like once you get in there, like, but then like people were listening to their own music and stuff. Whereas now it's like league rule. We've got to like put it in literally like are a lockbox. Are you finding lock, it hard box. not to bet on all the matches? <laughs> no, we've got you for that. You've, no, as in, you've been doing them on the podcast. Well, I was going to say, I was like, I have not. <laughs> no, so we've got a hair station. We do like our prehab, which is like, you know, you do a whole like mobility exercises mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the first probably like 15 minutes are pretty low key, like braiding, getting people straps. Yeah, good vibes. Yeah. We've got a playlist. Everyone had to add songs to the playlist. There's probably 200 songs on the playlist and 195 of them so are mine. You, you cop a li- at least like five Bieber songs in a row and then you're like, are we off Maddie's yet? <laughs> on the weekend I did hear Harry Styles as it was about 75 times. I wasn't mad, but I did hear it, it got a run. I put a challenge to the team and I said, listen to this song and try not to smile. <laughs> and let's just say everybody failed. Because it's if that isn't like just the most like just get you up and about, I don't know what is. Yeah. What does? Fair. What will? All right, so you strapped, hair's done. Warm-up? Is that is that where we go to warm-up? We do a little bit of a pre-warm-up, but yes. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that's a bit different in our team as well. A lot of us do, like, some jogs on the court. Some people have probably seen us at oh, games extras, and that. Yeah. yeah, and that sort of started off. It actually, I, I'm not, like, but it actually started with me because I was Old finding. Well, it was actually mm. more in, like, this is, like, about three or four years ago. I was finding that in the first quarter I was getting, like, really fatigued and then wasn't <gasps> kind of getting my second wind until the second quarter. And so I started doing, like, another warm-up. Before the actual warm up, which as much as I hate to admit, actually ended up working. So I was like, I kind of get like, then went into the warm up, kind of got the fatigue through there. Yeah. And then by quarter one, I was like, I'm ready to go. And it's changed my life. First quarter kills you. Yeah. I used to, when I was fit and back in my peak, I would run 2Ks before a netball game, yeah. before a warm up, because oh, I needed to be like, tired yeah. to be able to play well and I was just like I don't know maybe and now, honestly, honestly every time I do it now though like and the time that I know to stop running is I get a stitch so it's like I think mm. it's like nerves and that as well and I'll get a stitch rather and whereas if you get a stitch in the warm-up you start thinking like oh shit like I'm gonna this is I'm in for a bad game like but we're not superstitious <laughs> no, no no that's enough yeah superstitions any of either of you two 
No. Anything like socks, have to put left, right on, left shoe on first, yeah. anything small? I'll okay. still probably like, uh, I kind of go the same bra all season, yeah, but that's just because it kind of works yeah. and like undies kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> like those little practical things. I'll go funny with like the hair. Like I'll sometimes get my hair braided, sometimes not. And then if I play badly, I'm like, oh, I'll like, or oh, I play well, then I need to have my hair braided, so yeah. I won't braid my hair again. I was going to say, if you have a win and it's like yeah. a high bun with a plait, are you yeah. doing that the next week? No, see, I've changed my hair every game. Yeah. You do. Mm. You do. And it's, I love it. I love seeing what you guys are going to come out with. (laughs) I think I very much try to steer clear from, like, superstition because if then something goes wrong, you're, like, screwed. Mm. All right, so we've really, really noted out the the start of the day. Look, we play a game. Let's do a quick wrap-up. What happens post-game? Brian will talk to us, get some feedback as a group. If we win, sing a song. Mm -hmm. Sing songs. Songs, We've got two songs. We could decide on one, so (laughs) So we have to sing two. Mm -hmm. Um, Always doing things extra, so it does more. And then (laughs) head to the ice baths, grab some food. We'll get some, um, what's that? What do we get, Max? So Guzman y Gomez is the best Italian, the best Mexican going round. You're not going to sponsorship like that. I have no vested interest. There is no, you know, loaded reason why I may tell people to go and get Guzman's, but get Guzman's. It's not only healthy, but it's delicious. (laughs) Love ya. That's the thing. (laughs) Um, uh, ice baths? Yes. yes. Ten minute ice bath. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's really And then we're off. And then it's usually late. Like that's the issue at the moment we're playing at seven o'clock. Like we probably don't get to sleep until like one, one two AM because by the time you wind down and yeah. do all that. And then we usually do recovery the next day, so we'll go to like the local pool, um, do some swimming. Like we actually swim, <laughs> like actually swim laps. Hurts, hurts, the, yeah. hurts us all a bit. But then it means we get the next day off. So we usually get two days the yeah. second day off after a game, which is a vibe. Okay, so that's that's game day. We've definitely ticked, ticked that question. <laughs> I'm off. exhausted. I feel like I'm playing. <laughs> so that was question one, um, and we've just decided last minute we're gonna we're gonna extend this into a different a different another segment. Um, and you're so lucky. You get two gonna... for the two for the price of one. Exactly. So because you've only answered one question, <laughs> so you might get one more. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Okay, so welcome back to the exact same segment, but now we're on to question two after the first 15 minutes. <laughs> question two, quarter two. <laughs> All right, so we're going to, we're going to, these are a bit more random. Um, let's, let's try and keep these short and sweet, these answers. But we want to talk about debuts because we've had quite a few debutants in the Swift camp this year and we were just actually discussing, well, I was discussing today with a different team. Maddie Turner is going to hit potentially 100 games this year. And then we were reflecting on your little debut. So why don't you talk us through if you even remember it? <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of like not fresh in mind anymore. It was that long ago. Um, I think my debut was like very, like I was very fortunate, like how I got to debut. It was like star-studded team. Like it was pretty amazing going out there. And it was my first contract, like first game, got to put on the goal defensive and like had Shardy behind me. I think Langman, my wing defense, like you can't ask for like a, I don't know, more, I don't know. Supporting, yeah. Stacking what year are we talking here? 2016, sorry. Yeah, I cannot tell you anything about it. I remember, like, Steph and Laws and I going to the game together and sitting in the back seat because I was the child. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I just remember being so excited and kind of, like, not feeling, like, real. And this was your first, like, you never played in that level before. This was your first contract, first game. Yeah, first contract, first game. I think, like, having pre-season comp, I think, helps heaps. Yes. I think, very fortunate to play that, so I feel like it kind of, like, I don't know, nothing's too new. Yeah, like you've played like, against players, you've been exposed. Yeah, to you that. kind yeah. of seen people out there. You're like, oh, this isn't like too scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I was very like fortunate to yeah 
I don't think there's many people that kind of get a bib on their first game sort of thing and get to keep it sort of thing. And obviously I like, had to work hard for it and things like that. But yeah, very supported by the team that I was in and like also very fortunate to go through the whole season and get to play a grand final. Yeah. Like it was pretty cool. That team and was next level. It was. That was awesome. And this is me at Golden Fans like Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> who, who did you play and did you win the first game? We played Vixens. I'm pretty sure we won. I feel like we won. I feel like it was a game year yeah. that you went to the grand final. Yeah. But yeah, very fortunate because Julie Coletto was um, the goal defence before I was there, which, so that was pretty big shoes to fill because, yeah, she's pretty, pretty she's cool. Julie, what? what? <laughs> it's honestly like One Direction recruited someone else <laughs> once Zane left. Like, they were like, who else can that you go That is the perfect analogy. <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. And it was just someone on America's Got And talent. it was me. <laughs> and it turns out she got talent. It's like they sort of busker on the street and just said, you come in. Not oh. I'll say that you're a busker, but that's... No, like, I'm pretty sure Shani was like... Def- later found out that she was like to Rob, who is this like little girl that's coming to play with us basically <laughs> um like i've got to play with this like de- debutante and like she's kind of towards the end of her career and probably not wanting to kind of start playing with a new person but look thanks for looking after me like it's very <laughs> sweet um but no i'm like very grateful for that opportunity and like to have that i don't know i think there is a lot of things that like fell into place like with timings retirements and things like that and obviously had to take the opportunity to move to sydney but yeah Obviously, no lucky. regrets. No regrets. Hashtag Still here. my regrets. Still here. <laughs> I ain't can't, leaving. Can't get rid of me. I know. How do we get rid of you? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Proud, similar experiences? Uh, very polar opposite experiences. Mine was in 2011, so that's a long, long time oh ago. God. So I had... You're I know. such a baby. You make it sound so, like you're so old compared to me. <laughs> well, but it was five years before you. I know what I'm saying. Oh, like, sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant my... But no, but like, let's just context. You were the youngest player to play weren't you at yeah at that yeah. time so it wasn't i was like you yeah. debuted i signed a contract at, at 16 seven. but played the game at 17 so yeah. i feel like it kind of gets thrown when i was 16 but i was actually 17 yeah um but no so similar thing with timing though like i kind of came in at a lucky time at the thunderbirds like they'd just come off a couple of years of being really successful had won a grand final and they were like they had the jiva mentors monia gerard nat von Birdo, like you talk about stacked teams and they're mm-hmm. very similar color brago aaron bell um kate beverage that was the team i like fangirled yeah that was like you grew up watching them it was like yeah. crazy yeah. but then they sort of had a bit of like a rebranding and they had a fair few players like leave um and then they kind of thought they needed to get a few young girls in so that's how i got exposed so yeah i was doing your 12 at the time so first game though was actually in sydney so this is the first game as in i'm a part of so this is why maddie and i's like differentiate because i didn't take the court in our yeah. first game and i'll never forget myself and cody langy who was like my so she actually ended up getting signed later in that year and then took my kind of title of being the youngest yeah. player and I, I can still remember being like at we must play at the key center what it was at the time and like i'm there so excited for this first game of this like little kid and then i don't get on the court and i was like oh like this is weird, like, because you go up, like, being a kid that's, like, played every game and then you're all of a sudden in this environment where everyone's old. Anyway, so everyone's old. Everyone's <laughs> experienced. Everyone's really good. Anyway, so Cody and I both didn't play and our families had all come over to Sydney and I just find it very kind of, like, funny in a way and, like, full circle that it was against the Swifts as well. We got absolutely annihilated. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, like, 20-plus goals, like, a joke. Um, and then Cody, Langy and I as our, like, extras after the game. So people have probably seen these days, like, players that don't get as much court time or maybe run laps mm. on the court or whatever. Our 
extras were in our dresses to run around Sydney Olympic Park, like just go for a jog. They said, you've got half an hour, just go for a jog. So we're running like up around the tennis centre, up to the hockey centre, to the point where like the people, like the fans are leaving the stadium and like they're waving to Cody and I, it's like jogging in our dresses. Like my fa- I can see my parents, I'm like waving at them. Like it was just a bit of a, yeah, a, a so strange funny. experience. And like as much as so I obviously like, loved it, it was also like, oh wow, like this is a different world sort of thing. When you came to the Swifts and you had to train Olympic Park, were you triggered? I was like, <laughs> don't make me jog, don't make me jog. Like, I thought we better win. Um, but then I actually debuted, I'm going to say like, a couple of weeks later maybe mm. like we had a my first year at Thunderbirds we didn't play very well we didn't really win many games which actually is bad but worked well in my favour because it meant that they had sort of no choice but to try and use their bench yeah. so played in uh, Perth David in Perth at Challenge Stadium against the oh. Fever I think I played about eight minutes came on mm-hmm. for eight minutes I think I took one intercept it was great okay. um, and that was sort of that year those like my first probably two three years at Thunderbirds were like on and off on and off I yeah. didn't start getting actual regular court time until like my fourth fifth season even up until like the time I left I sort of never was really a starting player. I would come on and, like, actually got, like, one MVP in our last season at Thunderbirds, but that was sort of coming off the bench and, like, kind of never really cemented myself in a starting position. But I actually have one other part that I have to tell because I thought there's, like, three parts to this because it's, like, the first game, (laughs) your debut, but then the first game I actually started in, so kind of referring to Turner, has been brought up this week because my mum mentioned it because it was Easter and it was in my first year and it was... First year at the Swifts? First year in Adelaide. So I'm still this 17-year-old kid and every year my favourite thing to do with my family was we'd go camping and go to the river for the Easter break. And I was like, we were playing, I think, on Easter Sunday. And my family was going away, though, from, like, the Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were only training, must have been Thursday, and had the Friday, Saturday off. And so my family were like, why don't you just come with us? And, like, this is still when you probably don't, haven't fully wrapped your head around, like, yeah. I'm playing professional sport because it doesn't really feel like that yet because I'm still quite young. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone camping with my family for, like, we've, about, we've oh just talked God. about what our pregame routine is. Like, this is another pregame routine. <laughs> I've gone camping. I've probably gone bloody water skiing. I've like, done all of that. And because in my mind I was like, I'm not going to play. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, I've spoken to other players back in the day that would be like, oh, we used to go out the night before games because mm. we just knew that there was no chance of us getting out, like, yeah. getting on the court. Not that I did that, but I just probably didn't have the right preparation. But anyway, yeah. I'm driving to the game. I'm actually revealing so much about myself because anyone that looked at me probably realised this. I'm driving to the game and I get a call from the coach saying one of the, like, the starting wing attack has either got sick or injured herself and I'm starting a wing attack. And this is back when I was like a centre, oh had just God. kind of come fresh out of wing defence, so have not played much wing attack at all. And so I've started this game with playing the Magic and Peter Scholes, or Peter Squires, what she used to be, is the wing defence. And if anyone who knows netball from, like, the olden days, like, Peter, like, she was, like, the toughest, strongest. She was actually in Australia, but she was playing in New Zealand to the point where I'm pretty sure I saw a photo on Facebook that her daughter is currently playing in nationals. <laughs> so that's, like, context for you as to, like, she's... She was, you are She would have been, like, late 30s as well when she was playing. Like, she's got lots of, like... And I've gone on deer in headlights, this, like, oh no preparation, and she has just given me an absolute bath, like, opened my world up to, like, what professional netball actually was. I think I played the first quarter, got taken off, and then ended up coming up on back on later and did okay in, like, the second half. But it was just funny that this weekend when we were away for Easter, Mum was just like, yep, better not go camping. Like, make sure you do a bit better game prep for that game Take a long Sunday. hard look at yourself after that game. Oh, my God, that's Sorry, crazy. Sorry, I rambled. That was very long. No, <laughs> but, but I like to hear both of that because I had no idea. But look look at where Story you two are now. Oh, Starters and everything. Oh, my God. Uh, what did they say in this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get another question in here. Um, a bit random, but one that does come up a lot. I'm just going to say three words. 
Rivalry with the Giants. That's four words. That was, I was like, yeah, that's bad <laughs> One, two, Discuss. Three. Strong. <laughs> no, I th- Do you like three words too? I no. think it's just, it's, it's interesting. Is it real? Like, obviously, oh, you guys see them every day. You're obviously friends with a lot of them. Being from Adelaide, was it something that you guys didn't really realize? Or did you come over knowing? I mean, they weren't around, actually, when you came over, were they? Yeah, but, no, like, did it, did it, you were there for the origins of it. Of yeah, rivalry, I, guess, I guess, like, Maddie kind of made a good analogy before of, like, we grew up with the Port Power and the Crows rivalry, like mm-hmm. showdown. Like you, like those teams just like hate each other. Fans hate each other to the like, point where, like, if you were at school, if you went mm-hmm. to primary school, it would be like the, the day before. Say, like the showdown was on a Saturday. The Friday at school, they would offer you like donuts, and you would have to choose the one that was either covered in like the Port <laughs> colors or the Crows colors, and it would be like wear your team's colors to school day. Like it was the biggest thing that's ever. Pretty funny. I know. So that's kind of what like I kind of relate the Swift mm. Giants rivalry to be, and I think it's pretty unique that you've got two change rooms that face each other. Yeah, like could you imagine NRL codes? I know two I know. teams like having their change rooms facing each We're other. We're owned essentially by the same company. Yeah. where you have to like put court bookings in to get the show court when the other court like team has to go into court three. Like I love like I yeah. love that it's rivalry. Like I think probably I do a lot in like I ham it up because mm. I love the idea like we exactly said about yeah. there being like I think rivalries are what like are one of the greatest things about sport like yeah. who doesn't like to go to any sporting game when you know it's going to be a rivalry game and mm. like I think I was even like speaking to Soph Garvin on the phone the other day and like we were talking about the season so far and we're talking about the Giants game and she even said oh but you always know that like the Swiss Giants no matter like where anyone's sitting on the ladder it's going to be a tough game it's going to yeah. be close like one team could be top one team could be bottom but it could still go down to one goal just yeah. because there's still so much so it's like pride yeah. Yeah, like on the line. And it's it's just so interesting because you say the word like obviously teams like hate each other, hate each other. Like I don't think there's hate, but there's such a want to defeat the other team. Oh, yeah. Like, like you step onto the court and you're them. like, oh. Yeah, on the weekend you're at Palmy's tie-dyeing and then on Monday you're yes. like, you know, being like, I'm going to rip your head off. Yes. Like, it's so interesting. But uh, I know a lot of people ask that. Yeah, question, no, so and I think weird. it is. And it's like, it, like, as we said, you want that like, the bragging rights and yeah. you want like all of that but then like you said as well like we are all still friends yeah but I just think as well it's something about the way that those games have always ended up like I'll never forget the game that we Crazy. played in the hub in 2020 where we were up by 10 goals with five minutes to go <laughs> and they super shot the lights out to make it an even game like yeah. that would never happen I don't think in any other game except in a rival <laughs> game like yeah. that so I think it's brilliant and I think the more that we can make it like a spectacle in a way like obviously we would love to win the games by 10 yes. but the fact that it is becoming a thing that people talk about mm. i think is great for yeah i think those games always like stand out like even the game that um like you had just done your knee i think Maz, mm. and it was we played giants yes. that next week yes and like we had no right to win that yeah. game i think we were down on every stat possible mm. and just somehow pulled away with that maddie turner took an intercept no, <laughs> like, it was just like you we like i think benny our um pa like showed us the stats for it and like it was like you should not have won that yeah but it was just one of those games it's like you just grind it out and like yeah. you just, whoever like hangs on at the end sort of thing i love it yeah but they always stand out more than like others i think 100 percent. yeah i love it and time to finish with one more question it's the short answers guys i want a really quick response here because i don't want you to think about it too much hardest player you've ever come across and that question was sent in by me <laughs> <laughs> oh i think Greta Buedo is still, like, one of the hardest players to play. I think she's just – she's so strong and athletic. Like, she – yeah. I don't think she even has to, like, do a weight session or anything like that. She's just yeah. so naturally, like, strong, and I think she just uses it to the best of her ability. And I feel like Netball probably at the start didn't, like, accept her straight away, mm. but I feel like she's just, like, come into her own and, like, me- like changed what Netball is, and it's so fast and exciting to watch her, let alone, like, play against her. <laughs> As a spectator, there are some players you just, like – 
wow. you know what? I'm it's, so glad that I'm not playing it's cool against to watch it. <laughs> Gretel is one of them. Yeah. Mine would Brown. be Laura Langman, like just oh, goat God, yeah. on all levels. I think like her defensive like intensity is like no other. And then even just the way that she was able to attack, like probably towards her later in her career, was mm. insane. I think she just yeah got better with age and just her she is the, the tank that she had was like insane. But I also would say like in terms of hardest, like probably the scariest player I ever played was Jolene Henry. She played. <laughs> she was in New Zealand. Like if you looked at her, like she was strong as anything. And again, that was kind of back in my days, my teenage years. And like anytime you came across then like that's probably where me hitting the floor started because it was like just get away from her and if I was on the floor it meant I wasn't near her <laughs> oh god well I actually I genuinely really love this chat guys um so I hope you at home really enjoyed it too and if you have any more questions I mean keep sending them in you never know we could do one of these every couple episodes because it's it. it's good to hear it wasn't about. as bad as I thought I have to talk about Nepal for a half oh, hour somehow <laughs> get some time there <laughs> All right, let's finally get to our super secret interview. All right, we are finally at the big interview. Quarter three is on. Maddie Proud, please do one of your world-famous introductions. <sighs> well, our guest today, the second guest on the podcast, is no stranger to the world of elite sport. She has represented her country in not one, not two, not three, but four different sports. One of them, track and field. One of them, volleyball. One of them, basketball. Another, a game we all know called netball. She is, I'm going to say, the fourth best thing to come out of Trinidad and Tobago. Slightly behind one Brian Lara, Nicki Minaj and DJ Bravo. But we're talking about the Venus flytrap, the sass queen that is Samantha Monique Wallace. Sam Wallace is a champion. Sam, welcome. Thank you for being Thanks, here. Thanks, guys, for having me. Oh. Well, Sammy, <laughs> we have a lot to get into and a lot to discuss. We know your story, but not a lot of people know your story, so we are just going to take it back to the very beginning. Are you okay? Sure, no problem. I'm ready. <laughs> it's as good a place as any, isn't it, to good start? Advice. So we just want to know, tell us about growing up in Trinidad. Everything, mm. family life, school life, sporting life. You really want to know? We want to know First everything. Again, I was a very rude and hardened, very, very stubborn young lady. But what? anyhow. <laughs> you, you were. What do you mean? You still are. <laughs> I'm stubborn. not. I'm well matured now, guys. Don't do me that. Um, no, I was very rude. Like, anyone tells me anything, I would just tell me A, I'm going to tell you back B. So don't talk to me at all. That's Where? mainly. Where did that come from? My mom. Sorry, Susan Blake. <laughs> yeah. Up a little fall far from the tree, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I'm growing up was really nice. I live in the country. Have two brothers. Always with the boys. Hardly with the girls. Um, I then had a pretty nice upbringing. It was tough. Like, my dad's a taxi driver. My mom is a geriatric nurse. So money wasn't always flowing. Never had the pretty things. A nice, expensive phone. Wasn't living in a big, fancy house. You know, I was a bit shame to bring my friends to see where I live. Oh, this is getting interesting. Yeah, this is getting very just like hands on my like. Geez, we're all mesmerized by Samantha right now. Because I never really speak about this side, so it was never really nice upbringing. Never had the fancy stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, and I just made something out of myself. Did that bother you though? Were you bothered at that age? Were you aware, so self-aware that you didn't have the material things, or were you more focused because you were like with your brothers maybe on the sport and just having fun actually no i wasn't bothered at that time until i actually start going to the city 
to play netball and seeing the luxurious thing other girls have. Mm-hmm. Although they say don't let people things burn your eyes. <laughs> but I think upon a time people things did burn my eyes because I'm like, oh, why do I have this expensive phone? Yeah. Or why I can't dress like this? Why do I have these fancy sneakers? But my parents couldn't afford it. Yeah. And then my co- I have coaches and stuff that take me under the wings. And yeah, this is where I started getting expensive, you know, the money and whatnot. You gotta dive into it. <laughs> Where did the love of sport come from and at sort of what age did you start playing sport and what was your sort of, yeah, first experience or, yeah? It's actually weird because my mum from Grenada and she said she played netball when she was (laughs) pregnant with me. Um, I had a day, I said, mum, can we go to the Savannah? And she can't even shoot a ball. (laughs) Maybe she was a defender. (laughs) I don't think so. Sorry, mum, I'm throwing you under the bus. But now, I don't know where it come from. I think... Uh, my family is naturally a sports family because my brother played cricket, he played mm-hmm. football, well, soccer, and he also do volleyball. So it's like, I'm real wrongdid. But the love for me started with Miss Peggy Casanada when I was in primary school. She saw my potential. She used to coach Kumana SDA. After evenings, we'll have like training and stuff. And yeah, and she just took me under her wings and I just honestly played it for fun. Never thought of like you know something serious to come out of netball because I was just naturally talented, always a tall one in the bunch, can't hide, skinny and long. <laughs> so yeah. So just was, was netball your first sport? Always, always been my first sport. Um, just started playing all different sports in high school just to get out of class. <laughs> so <laughs> anything soccer, I'm there. I can't even flipping kick a ball, <laughs> but I want to be a goalkeeper because I can catch. Cricket, I'm there. Track and feet, anything. I just want to get out of school, especially on a Friday. It's a long weekend. Just bail me out. Yeah. So you just said you wanted to do anything to get out of class. Were you actually good at school, though, or we just could not care less? Guys, school is a fool's. <laughs> Actually, I was not bad. I think if I had applied myself more, I would have get more subjects and stuff because I only have three, which is not bad, but still, I'm not that stupid, guys. So, you know, <laughs> but now nah, I think if I had applied myself more in school, I've been better off, but I'm still better off right now, which is weird. I mean, education, not everything, because you could be having a degree, doing well in school, and then. Mm. end up knowing so yeah can you tell us a little bit about going to school in Trinidad so you went to school in the country how many sort of like classes what were the facilities like and then didn't you move to another school for netball as well Maddie I see you did research (laughs) 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 Maddie did her research guys I'm really (laughs) proud of you um yes I went to school in Togo Kamazit secondary school that's in country and I left in form three I do not know exactly how you all differentiate it's form three but you said secondary school yes yeah, so like a year high nine school. Or how old were you oh jesus christ i finished when i was in 2010 i was 15 16 somewhere there right so i can't really work out how you all say year nine year yeah. ten form three and i only had two more years to finish high school mm-hmm. and i left and i went to pleasantville secondary school where i was staying on a dorm university dorm with some girls who attended university mm-hmm. after Trinidad Tobago. um yeah, and I went to Pleasantville Senior Secondary School there for two years. Then I get one subject there because I wasn't applying myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasantville sounds like a made-up school. Sounds like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while I was in Pleasantville, while I was going to school in South, it was really nice because um, 
I was always biggish for my age and I've been on dorms with older girls mm. where I would see them every Friday night, they go in on party and I have to stay home because I'm only 14. So I'm watching these girls put on makeup, mm. doing their hair and I have to stay home. But it was I was really taken care of when I was in South. Like I had a bus that takes me to and from school which was cool and i'm riding the bus with all these university girls and boys had a little, had a little crush <laughs> on dorms next door i wouldn't, I wouldn't mention a name but he knew who he is <laughs> i love that you think he's listening to this yeah of course he is i'm gonna send it to him actually <laughs> but that is pretty crazy thing so you're 14 and yeah. you're living with girls out that are in home. university and out of home so yeah you would have had to grown up grown up (laughs) you would have had to grow up very quickly yeah that's i'm always biggish i was always bigger than my age like you know act more mature than my age which wasn't bad Mm -hmm. and yeah living in dorms was really nice special as i mentioned and maxi will drop me pick me up from downstairs carry me shout out to nick i love him to death (laughs) and yeah i never traveled when i was down south like i wasn't allowed to travel because they was responsible for me so i'm not allowed to travel jump in a taxi so did you see your family much throughout that time? No, honestly. Um, probably once a month, twice a month. Wow. And it's not that hard. It's just like, I just liked being on my own. So I hated yeah. going home. <laughs> How far away was Pleasantville Cult? She's <laughs> <to> a home. She's <laughs> a pleasant bill Um, it's actually south, so probably like an hour and a half drive. Okay, so it's not that bad. bad. And my dad come and checks me, and some mom come and check me once in a while. But I just love my independence. I can mm. do what I want, go and come as I want. I don't answer to my mom. Oh, where are you going? What time are you coming? I just didn't stand that. So I was happy that I was away from home. Yeah, if that makes sense. So you said you didn't really love school and you <laughs> never really thought like, you know, when you're younger, netball was going to be the career. When did like a switch flick for you or when did it be like, maybe sport could be my life or what did you want to do? I'd probably still don't even know what I want to do. Yeah. But no, I think when I went to America, some people may know, some people may not know for basketball. Um, I was like, so how did that happen? How did yeah. that happen? Was that a rewind. Pleasantville? So can we just rewind? Escape like free you from Pleasantville, but also so you like netball was essentially paying for you to be at Pleasantville. That's the reason you got to go there. Was that for um, netball? Or yeah, it was, was netball. It? Like um, Dr. Ransom, Miss Bridget at that time, she was a netball coach. They paid for my schooling and stuff like, paid for my clothes, my uniform, and sent me to school. So I was staying on your dorm for free. Yeah, I wow. wasn't paying anything, which so, was cool. So netball kind of got you out of Tokyo and got you to Port of Spain. I'm yeah, sure actually, because obviously I'm training with these girls, so it's like mm-hmm. I'm getting up on mornings. 5 o'clock, 5 a.m., going training before going to school and then probably have games on a weekend with the girls called All Sectors Netball League. So I was following like in a kind of program mm-hmm. but still going to school. So this is nothing new to me. Yeah, you've done. And so you're there for netball and then yeah. as Maddie said, yeah. how do you now become a college basketball player? <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool story. I think you need to tell this. So even on Wyland Dorms in South, um, it's about coach called Panchi. He was the volleyball coach for the University of Trinidad and Tobago. And I told him I want to play volleyball because I could play it. I'm not, like, you know, I'm naturally talented. Uh, yes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just asked him one day, can I do it? And he said, sure, no problem. I went to training. I had one training session with him. And unfortunately, he wanted me to decide which one I want to play. So I can play the boat. And I find it's a bit frustrating. Yeah. So I die when I choose netball. But I was still training with the under-20 team, like volleyball team, aside from him. Mm-hmm. And a volleyball coach came from Arizona Western College. And he actually got this cult, the girls who was playing, not me. 
And Marisha at the time, she got a contract, obviously. And he told me, if I run and touch the basketball rim, he will get me a contract. He's going to call his coach, his partner in Arizona, and I'll get a contract. Did you feel a little pressure, like, in that moment? Actually, I actually, no. I was like, Marisha is going, I want to go too. <laughs> <laughs> I've touched the ring before. Yeah, we are like, it's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. So he recorded me, I run and jump, and I actually swing on the flicking basketball rim. Do you have rim. that? I was just saying, you have that I don't have it. Oh. It's ridiculous. And... Yeah, and that's that how I get my basketball scholarship. And exactly. mind you, he never saw me dribble a ball or shoot. So that's that how I get my basketball so scholarship. So what was the time? Like, yeah. So you find, find out, here's your contract. You've mm-hmm. just touched the basketball ring. Are you on a plane <laughs> You've the touched next day? gold. Yeah. <laughs> You've touched the basketball ring. I've found gold. Um, and then Coach Patrick Cunningham, Cunningham yeah, from Arizona Western, he called me. And we just talked from there. And that is when I actually sent like, footage of me dribbling the ball after. He's done send a video and say yes, I love her because she's tall, you know, I yeah. could move and whatever. And how long had you had it been since you played basketball? Because obviously, you're there for netball, you're sort of training with the volleyball. Is basketball <laughs> just something you'd done when you're in primary school? Or? No, I never have played basketball. <laughs> so you just went out and like, someone film me, I'm gonna dribble this basketball and let's see how I we just go. play basketball in Trinidad, like that's fun, like in you no know, clubs and stuff, but nothing you, serious. That is like someone seeing Michael Phelps at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Brady was down there just throwing a couple of tennis balls and they said, you've got a cannon. This is iconic Roger better swatting flies. I don't think you realise how, like, incredible that's this Like, is. talking about it now is like, you really got a contract? Like, you really went to school in Arizona? And that was in 2013, I think. So I finished school 2015? 2010, sorry. And I get a contract in 2012, going to 2013. And I didn't even tell mom nothing about it. <laughs> Oh so, my god. That's the interesting part. I signed contract and my mum had no idea. Oh <laughs> my god. Did you tell really? her? You, how long did you tell her when you like No, I told my dad. I told oh, my okay. dad. Because mum was always against it. Like, you're so young. I know parents want to hold it back because yeah. only girl child going to America. Like, what the hell? Like, she mm. wasn't for it. And daddy was like, You live your life already. Time for she to live hers. And he was in full support. Mummy. <laughs> Were you nervous to like go to like a whole new country and like obviously 100%. having a friend probably helped, but like it's completely different. Were you nervous or were you like, I need to do it? Or were you I just, just like, was that fun? At the moment, I don't think I was actually thinking <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing until I get there. I'm like, oh, but it was nice though because the weather was nice, although Arizona is a desert. But I have family in America. Oh, okay. I have family all over in America, so it was fine. But after I signed the contract, then I was like, what the hell did I sign up for? And the fact that I had to take a small plane to go to Arizona when I land mm. was terrifying. Mm. So it was crazy. But you know what? My mommy, sorry, she wasn't supportive of it. But my dad, shout out to you. May his soul rest in peace. He was all for it. So the scariest part was not playing a sport you hadn't played before. It was getting on a small plane. <laughs> and telling you your mum eventually. Yeah. That was, not for real, that was the scariest part. Like, I signed, did I you, do so much shit. Did you get to America and then call your mum and be like, no, she knew after. I I was gonna say, hopefully. No, she knew after. I signed a contract. I said, like, okay. "Mom, you know I'm going to America." She didn't just check find my friends and see that her daughter's in Arizona. <laughs> and she's like, oh, for what? Kentucky? And you're like, no, no, no. I'm starting a basketball career. It's just like you know how kids or young adults will go and say, "Mom, this club is interested in me and stuff." I don't think mommy had ideas of that. Yeah. So it was I don't think I could actually sit down and say, "Mommy, I want to go to America and play basketball or whatever." She's like, "You know, you're not going." She's not gonna. No woman is gonna mm. send a one freaking girl child to yeah. America by herself at the age of fifteen. 
So true. All right, so now you're in America. <laughs> <laughs> You've hopped off the plane at Arizona State. You've played still no basketball. <laughs> what, what happens from here? Where are you living? I was living on a dorms, which was really fun. And it's like, it will really open my eyes more. Is like when I was in Trinidad, well, girls' dorm is separate from boys' dorm mm-hmm. in America. Oh my God. <laughs> I open my door and it's a guy door right opposite me. I'm like, holy moly. And those guys were fit and sexy. So, you know, it was a bit of a distraction, guys. I'm not going to lie. I want to go to Arizona. No, for real. It was a bit of distraction. And a lot of craziness happens on those dorms and stuff. A lot of partying, going to Mexico. You know, it was a lot. It was a lot. And those college footy boys. Whew. So do you just study when you're there as well? Like yeah, I study. Um, I study. I love doing philosophy. Hear the name of the courses. Philosophy. For some reason, Sam Wars and philosophy don't seem like they go hand in hand, but I'm intrigued. There's, so far, there's nothing you've not done. Like, <laughs> I thought I'm doing philosophy. Um, I did astronomy. Astronomy was fine. I passed that. Astronomy. <laughs> What's your star sign, dolls? <laughs> You are a Capricorn, actually. You do talk a lot about how your stars align. <laughs> oh, Guys, man. the first class I went into philosophy, I told my coach I'm dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> because your homework is like 10 pages of reading. I was gonna say. And I'm like, I can't do this. Reading, reading is not my thing. I said, coach, I'm going to drop this subject. He said, okay, cool. Then I had public speaking. That was a challenge because people couldn't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not changing my accent to please no one. So either you keep up or just don't listen at Actually, all. Actually, this is a title tidbit we need to add in. Tino Shanasi asked you the other day what language you speak in Trinidad. So can you just clarify for all those listening at home, what language do you speak, Sam? We speak English. <laughs> you know what? You speak better English than Tegan. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, those classes was crazy. I hate maths, so I didn't pass maths. <laughs> it was crazy. Some weird subjects it gave us to do, but it was good. I spent two years there and... I mean, my back track, I was really good in basketball, guys. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so how was the competition? Like, what kind of, what level of competition was, were you um, playing? It was NCW, like, um, it was Division 2. That's okay. That's very Yeah, it's Division 2. So is this college basketball? Yeah, yeah college basketball. Yeah, it's, right. it's like NCAA Div 1 and Div 2. Yeah, and like, yeah. We were Div doing... 1 college is like your Dukes and like yeah. all those like Ivy League. And we was Division 2, which is fine. And we play against Arizona, Central, Pima, all these different kind of states. It was good though. Um, I made all American team like how much four times in a row. I was killing it because I was tall and I was athletic. I'm athletic, so I yeah. could rebound. I would shoot three pointers. I I was doing everything. So and you were a shooter. Yeah, I was more a shooter. Don't tell Did me. Did you shoot. tell them like? I've come from netball, and they're like, what the hell yeah, is that? Yeah, they knew. They knew what netball is. I just had to describe it like, it's having a backboard, and you're not allowed to dribble. <laughs> but like, so yeah, what's the point? three yeah. seconds with the ball, which was fine. But Coach Patrick, he did his homework, and he, he knew what I play and stuff. It, would there be footage of you playing basketball in college? It should have. Right, and it have pictures. And it have pictures with me, my number four, you know, the team photos and stuff. I have all those stuff. This is too. going up on Mad Chatter. <laughs> so, um, it was good. I was a good experience. Um, actually... I didn't finish, unfortunately, because it was just more pressure. As an international student, you can't get financial aid. Oh. So it was really hard to work, try to work and study and play and train and all those not shippiness. So I left. But before I left, my best friend came, Jamila Makati. She came. <laughs> I told my coach about her. So we ended up living together for a year. And then I left. Meant to go to um, Texas University. <laughs> and I 
regret it. No, you don't, because you ended up here. No, but if anyone is what I mean, I yeah. mean, I, I always want to play in the NBA, woman NBA. Always wanted to, but when I know my dad was struggling financially wise and stuff and trying to send money for me, I was like, you know what? And he was building his house at that time. So I just decided to go back home. Wow. That's huge. And that is when I just started working in restaurants and shoe shops. And I was like, Daddy, I can't do this. I can't work like... Should we pause here and end quarter three? Because I think there's so much more that we need to do, but we need to stick to our structure and let's pick up. We've got we've got to Sam in university. She's just gone back to Trinidad. After the ad break, you'll find out what happens next. Do you sponsor the ads? <laughs> Alright, and welcome back to quarter four. So we've just got back from the States and we're back in Trinidad with Sam. And it's probably the end of or start of 2014. Yeah. Yep. So now she's going to kind of tell us about her journey of how she got back to netball and got rid of basketball. Because why <laughs> basketball? <laughs> oh, no, I still like basketball, guys. Don't tell anybody to know. But no, it was hard to leave. But I left and I went back home and I started to work in a shoe shop and in a fast food restaurant gain some money because I was tired of depending on my dad and I know how it was. Um, then I started back training with the national team there. Um, For netball straight away? Yeah, yeah I went to tra- oh, went just back walked training. in. <laughs> Stand back! You know what, guys? It's not a lot of people training. <laughs> so you have to come and make the team if Did you, you want. Did you struggle to go back from basketball to netball? No, 100% no. Ah. Nah, it was easy. I'm making this song so easy, guys. But yeah, it was easy. And I went back to national training and stuff and... Yeah, the rest was history. Did you find that? Because you haven't lived, at this point, you haven't lived home since you've been 14. You've gone from living in the cult in Pleasantville <laughs> to then going to partying in Arizona. And now you're back home living with your dad or your mum? My mum. Well, mom? back both. I'm back and forth. I yeah. spent some weekends with dad and more with my mum. Yeah. And how did that transition go going back to being at home? It's hard because then you have a parent in your ears. Don't come in this time. I'm locking my door this time. It's hard when it's like, where are you going? Who is that? Like, you know, and it's hard to transition from being so independent on your own to your own keys, going mm. and coming as you want, to your mom just like, it's nine o'clock, time to come inside. Kind yeah. <laughs> of parents, guys. So, <laughs> it was hard. And especially mom and I never really see eye to eye on most things. But yeah, we, we see eye to eye now, guys. <laughs> Is that because you're so similar? I think she'd hate to admit it, but yeah. <laughs> As I said, apple don't fall far from the tree. I always tell her that. She oh. mouth is so hot, just like mine. <laughs> and we can agree in the house. But when I was training, I was living my tab, going back and forth. And everything was smooth after that. So you're back with the national team. And mm-hmm. then obviously, like, the next probably big jump was for you to come out to Sydney. And I no, guess... you went to England. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, gosh, you've lived a long time. Is that from the World Cup? Did you go to a World so, Cup? Yes. So when I came out here in 2015 for the World Cup, that is when I got scouted by Rob and Coach Anita. And I was like, no. That's I'm Rob not. Wright and Anita Keelan from the Swifts. <laughs> so I was like, mm, guys, I don't think I'm ready. Mind you, this is me being so naive. Don't know what international netball is, how competitive it is out here. Don't know you could actually earn money from netball because mm. growing Otherwise up... Otherwise in- you would have said yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> growing up in Trinidad... You know, people have the tendency to say, oh, netball not giving you nothing. Oh, you don't really get, you don't, not really, you don't get no money in netball in Trinidad. So you're just doing it for the love of it and thank you and for the country. So when I heard about it, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm not ready. I just, my first woke up as a 21-year-old out here. Like, 
No, I'm not ready to be these big dogs like Sharon Layton, <laughs> Laura Guides. I'm, they play, I'm playing against them and I always hear the name in this big limelight. Mm. So I went back home and then Bridget told me she got a contact with Mavericks. They want me to come to England. So I said, like, okay, Super League is some more like, you know, a little step dog from the big dogs here in Australia. So I said, no problem, I will give it a go. So I went to England and I played for the Mavericks in 2016. Which I destroyed him. <laughs> yes. I think Samantha is getting a bit cocky on this podcast. <laughs> Can I ask a question that might come off as quite naive? Uh-huh. It, what's the comp in, like, is there a comp? Like, obviously, probably not just in Trinidad. It's, probably, it's obviously not big enough. But like, what is, what's the competition around there? In Trinidad, unfortunately, it's nothing like England or Australia or no. anything. It's something we just have a Is it a Caribbean thing? No, it's just in Trinidad. Okay. So it's have all netball, courts, all netball, sec- all sectors, sorry. And it's not that competitive. Okay. Like, literally, it's... I don't want to bash my country, guys, but it's not that competitive. Mm-hmm. It's nothing I expect it to be, like, you know that kind of way? So I went to England, played there, win everything. <laughs> she did. She did. Mind you, I must say, on this podcast, Cardinal Venton, I won the player of the year and they gave me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody oh know me, God. I hate flowers. Oh. Sorry. As we gaze around Sam's house, it's a florist from all the flowers she's It's received. like a cemetery in here with all the flowers. <laughs> and um, Rachel Dunn won the shooting percentage and she got money. <laughs> so tell me if that's making sense. Sorry, guys. I just had to vent a little. Oh, my God. You're so After funny. all these years, I just need to vent. Therefore, England, you've got a debt to pay with Sam Wallace. <laughs> She's going to get a big delivery in the mail. <laughs> but after that season finished at our gala, I did tell them, I believe I was ready to explore. I think I had more to give, more mm-hmm. to lose. That would have just given you confidence. Yeah, yeah it did. Honestly, it did. Um, I was like, in my speech, I said, thank you guys for all your awards, whatever, but I'm going to England. And I was like, oh, Australia? no, in, in um, England. I'm coming to Australia, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, you're not going. I was like, watch me. <laughs> and I signed my contract. I messaged Anita, do you have a spot to offer? She's like, yes, sign my contract. So that you didn't hear from them after you went to England and then you just approached them again and said, I had ready? To. I had to. I love that. Who does that? I'm I ready. Love that. <laughs> Making <laughs> shit happen. No, I messaged Bridget Adams and I was like, You're taking up a spot still available in Swift? And she's like, Okay. And I messaged Anita. Who was Bridget Adams? That is my manager, man. It's manager. Yeah, okay. My old manager. Yeah. Trinidad. Oh, yeah, Trinidad. Yeah, right. Okay. That's quite a smart and logical and like mature approach for you, though. I think, on mm-hmm. like the idea of going to England, learning what it's like to kind of be in that environment, which is like probably not quite, as you said, as intense as coming yeah. to Australia and then having that step. So feel like you're you're a bit smarter than what you credit for. What she did say. Experience it, to be honest. You don't need any degrees or anything. No. So. <laughs> you should live in every country, yeah. play every sport. Like, and... What's next? <laughs> so you've come to Sydney in and 2017. You, you know no one basically. Guys, I'm not really sure, but I was the blackest person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still out. Like, so nah. <laughs> who do you get thrown into a house with? What's your first week of training like? What's meeting the team like? Like, are you hmm. just is your mind exploding? First weekend, I cried like a baby before <laughs> I left Trinidad. And my flight was delayed, so I missed my connection flight for Canada to Vancouver. And they put me in this hotel. Mind you, I haven't traveled so far by myself. And I was bawling my eyes on, Mommy, I want to come home. I never send you there. Mommy, I want to come home. So it was terrible. 
and I was calling my ex-boyfriend at the time, like, I, I don't think I could do this. Like, you know, it was so frustrating. Anyhow, I put myself together, arrived, Coach Rob picked up in the airport. <laughs> was lovely. Um, I lived with Helen, my first year, Helen yeah. Hosby. So had you met her in the English League? I played against her. Yeah. Never met her, never said hello, nothing. Wow. You lived with Michaela as well, didn't you, in your first oh, year? Yes. Yeah, Michaela Vaughan. Sorry, um, yes. yeah, that, yeah. I did. And it was fine then. Yeah. We got along really pretty well. Oh, let's go to the training bit. Guys, <laughs> let's, let's, go, let's go right there. Let's go right there. That was the worst training ever in my life. I just vomit. Just a shock to the system. It was, I don't know, my legs turned on more. The sun was hot. My <laughs> I'm from the Caribbean, but the southern Sydney is different from Trinidad, oh. I must say. I was like, all this running. We were like pulling you up the hill, like as far as us, like holding hands. Oh, so you were there for her first year? Yeah, we always. I came. Right. So the year that Sam came is the year that uh, me, Helen, you came Sarah, Maddie year. had been there for years. So yeah. We kind of had this whole new influx of yeah, right. players. Oh, I think Claire was actually pulling me too. Yeah, Claire. Claire. I was dead. I will not forget that day. This is a funny question, just throwing it back on these two. What were your first impressions? I cannot remember. Probably I can't understand you. Probably. <laughs> Um, I don't want to take the wrong way, but like, so I had played. Were you like, she's come from the No, cult. no, as in like, so I had played in Adelaide with Carla Brago, who's from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you would say, Sam, similar. that if you're from the Caribbean, lots of different countries, but you have sort of similar personalities. And yeah. I got along really well with Carla. Like, yeah, she right. would come to my house and braid my hair. And, <laughs> and so I sort of felt like I had this like special connection with Sam from like the moment I saw her. So we actually. A, she was the picture of the braids. Yes, there was a photo of me getting the braids and Carla, my God. But I just had, yeah, I, I think I kind of like almost latched on to you at the start, Sam. Like, I remember coming and being like, I just want to be yeah. friends with her. I just want to be no, friends with her. No, she did. No, she did. Maddie was really close to Maddie. And when I just started, yeah. like, she just trust me with that car and everything. <laughs> Mind you, she never asked me for a drive or for a license. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you can take my car. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, hmm. But no, it was good. Like, I had no bad vibes, no negative energy from none of the girls I had yeah. yet. So it made it really easy for me to, like, settle yeah. in. And I can be more proud. I thought she was very like outgoing. You were very like funny and mm. crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've been myself. Like I think I have grown so much from 2017. Mm-hmm. But I think I had been myself in terms of I learned so much. I was rude. I was stubborn. You must know when something is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. As Maddie Turner will say, I put a towel over my head. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't and... seen many of those days for a while. I think the first year I was like, oh gosh, you don't want to train today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not feeling to do this. I can't do this. This is so hard. Like, I was ready to quit. And I was like, you know what? I'm not coming back next year. And then boom, I signed a two-year contract. I was like, what am I thinking? <laughs> like, I'm so far away from home, my loved ones. I'm like, oh my it's god. It's so f- like I have looked through all those old like <laughs> like videos because I've had to. It's my job. I have to cut up old videos of you when you guys hit milestones. Yeah, and you just you look so quiet and just like silent assassin. But your moves are like deadly, deadly. It's just mm-hmm. like bang, 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 go in, just walk off. Just you, ba- you and baby Helen, just it's like, weird. it was I, crazy. People's like, you don't show emotions. I'm like, I don't know what I should do. It's my responsibility to shoot the goal. Yeah. That's my responsibility. Should I be cocky? I'm like, yeah, come on. I can't do that. That is, no. that is not me. That is not Helen Hosby. <laughs> actually, me. sorry, just bring me into it again. Um, <laughs> my first impression of you, I actually remember because I was very good friends with Claire O'Brien, yeah. who you played with. And she, I don't know if she debuted that year or the year after, but I was at the game and I remember sitting with like her friends and I didn't really watch netball that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know any of you. I, to be honest, I didn't know any of you. And I sat there with my friend, Mele, who we all know. And I was like, 
who's the shooter? <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's Sam Wallace. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> like, she's next level. Yeah. And I'd never heard of Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> I was like, where? I was like, what city is Trinidad and Tobago? <laughs> she's like, no, it's a country in the Caribbean. Like, she played at the World Cup. Oh, I'm like, yeah, nah, she's next level. <laughs> so yes, I remember that. Because I was new to everything, the training environment, the whole program, the whole system, like, it working on a time. And I'm mm. not good with that, that kind of way. Oh, yeah, they gave this all well. Yeah, physio. You have the, I was like, what the heck? Because England was completely different. Mm. And when you're getting massages and stuff, it's way more professional in Australia compared to England. You had a saucy own physio, you had a saucy own mm. massage. So it was really new to me in all this. But yet still, I was just trying to make fun, like create, like just have a time, like long term friendship. I wasn't even so like, yeah. After two years, I was like, shit. It. I'm good. I'm sick. Yeah, so it took you two years to actually be content, do you yeah, think? Yeah, I believe, like, I, like, actually settle. I'm like, yeah, I could do this more or for a longer period. And this is my sixth year. So mm. it's crazy how long I've been over here, sacrificing so much. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> and only a couple premierships under your belt, so oh, I mean, not too bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basketball wouldn't have given you that. Oh, they would give me money in the NBA. Nah, that's okay, nah. I think it would be remiss of us to not bring up... 2019, oh though, like winning a premiership, yeah. you being the grand final MVP right after the passing of your dad. I think, mm-hmm. can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I can still remember the day that we walked into training and I think your dad had just had a stroke. No. And yeah. then I just remember from there, like your strength and the way that you handled everything and just kind of not knowing if you were going to be able to go home, if you were going to be able to see him. Yeah. Um, I guess what gave you the strength to keep going? You know, good question. I don't even know. And sometimes I just be like, did I win a grand final like with my dad being so sick? I was like, I can't believe it with two strokes back to back, 2018 and 2019. But I think when I spoke to him, he was like, I live my he lived life his life already. It's time for me to live mine. And I was like, I was so adamant. I was like, I need to go home. And Bronnie was like, Do you want to go home? She gave me the ultimatum, like, do you want to go? But after speaking to him and then like it's finals, I've never been in this position before ever. Even I played netball in my entire life, and mm. if I hold a medal on the big stage, like what it be like? And I was like, no, he'll be fine. My little brother and cousins and stuff, big brother and stuff, will see about him. It was hard, and I know we always talk about leaving all shit at the door in Swifts, like whatever bothering you home or whatever, leave it at the door. Yeah. As soon as you reach the training, it's for like beast mode, and I'm like, it's what's really hard but i guess talking about it with people helped me a little that kind of way mm-hmm. and with just seeing him smile and saying i love you and i'm proud of you just make me and actually for me to be talking about this now and not even crying i was gonna say this is big this it's is a huge huge mind yeah it's a huge huge accomplishment but you know what he's resting perfectly yeah and the fact that he stayed alive to see me play a grand final mm-hmm. he actually watched the game and then he passed away some days after i was like that's pretty amazing incredible it was hard because i was actually going to surprise him Mm. and he actually wanted to know when i was coming i was like nope you're not knowing when i'm coming i'm going to surprise you that is what i regret i should have tell him i was coming probably he would have hold on longer his last words was he want to see me i'm like i regret that but you know what he's no more pain and suffering and I think his, like, strength of character shows as well the fact that his only dream was for you to be able to play mm. that. And it was almost like you said, the fact that he let go those couple of days after, it was like yeah. he had seen all he needed to see. And I think I that's think so. credit to him And it well. was even harder because we won the championship and I was like, okay, I bought a T-shirt for him. Mm. So I was yeah. like, I'm, we're going to put on this together, take photos. Yeah. You know what? I put it in his grave. I put it in his coffin and I bury him with it. It was hard, guys. Like, 
receiving that news alone was devastated, but it is what it is. Because he's just so young. He was 40, 50 something. Mm. 51, something, 52. It just hard. It was hard. Losing it, it's, a parent. It's and almost thought, an impossible decision. To, to to stay or go, but it sounds like it's all he wanted for you is to And then I think like this, that. we worked so hard all year, then Maddie had her knee done, yeah. her ACL done. So I'm like, I can't give up this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, my fault. I might have to play centre. Can I dribble? Can I dribble? No, I literally tried to wear the pros and the cons. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna see. I'm sure he will hold out. I just wanna. I'm gonna see him at the end of the season. Yeah. So and as soon as season is over, I can go home. Even mm-hmm. if it's to leave before the gala, I could have gone home earlier. Yeah. So, guess what? I heard news. I was having. Yes, I remember this. I was out with someone, a friend. I know it's having Mexican, and I get a phone call from Ashley and Erica, and it was like, Sam, I have something to tell you. Who's no, actually in Erica again? That's always our neighbor, oh, mommy yeah. neighbor. She's like, your mother called you? I was like, no, my mommy haven't called me. But I find it was strange. Like, why they keep calling me right mm-hmm. you? And then Ashley called me. Sam, mommy can't tell you. I think I should tell you. Your father just passed away. I left everything Mexican on that table. And I just left. Mm. It was horrific. And I'm like, the support I got from you guys. And then Nat and Helen bring my mattress outside in the living room and we all slept on one mattress. I love that story. Because they don't want to leave me alone. I was like, guys, I'm fine. And I think my biggest problem is always saying I'm fine and I'm not. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because I think my struggle shouldn't be somebody... Oh, I'm getting emotional now. I'm getting emotional now, guys. I just think my struggles shouldn't be someone else's struggles. Yeah. But I think that just comes from, like, having to mature. So You had to grow up so early and you had to take so much on board. So you're like, I need to hold it in so everyone else can And you've always been so independent. Yeah. So you expect to be independent. You know what, guys? You all get me. Because that is exactly how I feel. Like, everybody comes to me. Like, my brother's like... I'm always a problem solver yeah. in the family. So everybody come to me. So I think I just carried that load oh, on my back for so long. Yeah. So when people ask me, how are you going? Yeah, I'm fine. But nobody knows what goes on. Yeah. But I'm crying my eyes off. You know, so it's hard. Okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> well, just So after 2019, though, was that hard for you to come back to 2020? Did Was there a part of you that was like, I don't really want to yeah. go? Actually, I told Ronnie, I was like, I don't think I'm coming back. But then my little brother was like, what daddy will want? Oh, <laughs> um, always hold that guy. <laughs> <laughs> really, he can use it whenever he wants money. <laughs> and then I, I had a good think of it. I was like, yeah, I think he would want me to go back out here and mm-hmm. do what I love and stuff. So 100% and every time I play, I play basically for him. Mm. Not for me anymore, that kind of way. So yeah, it was hard. And now it's 2021. No, 2022. not 2022. Now the Premier League in 2021 was just and as good. 2021, I had a hard toughie as well. Yeah. My aunt passed away yeah. before the grand final. So I tell these girls, I feel like I'm sacrificing my family. I know she said she has to do. Grand final. Can you say exactly the words you said to us? Like it's pretty. It's, it just kind of shows the way that Sam could turn anything into a bit of a humour. <laughs> I can't exactly can't remember what I said, but it was basically I think I'm, every time we won a premiership, one of my family members. <laughs> She's like, don't worry, guys, my aunt's passed away, so we'll win. <laughs> no, I think they were the words, and we were all like, do we laugh? You're like, ah. do we cry? <laughs> I just had to laugh. Like, it is what it is. I know. It sucks, but I'm here today. And let's fast forward to today. So, obviously, it's not the season we had planned. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are we going? Do you want to just give the people a little update on the knee? 
I'm fine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like she's not fine. <laughs> um, but I'm doing surgery next week, Thursday. Um, I'm actually feeling fine today. It's a struggle mentally and physically, but I'm not showing it. Even though I don't want to turn up to do my exercise and get physio treatment. It's hard even seeing my teammates on the road playing because I haven't missed a game of the Swift mm -hmm. since I joined. So it's actually, I don't want to lie, it's eating me inside. Even like the first game after I did my ACL, when we played Magpies, Magpies? No, 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 oh, we Victims. played Vixens. Yeah. That was actually hard for me to even suck in mm. all my emotions in mm. the change room. And I was like, at one time, I just look up in the ceiling, guys, the whole tears in, and just keep smiling. Because I don't, as I said, these girls feed off my energy a lot. I know they do. Because when I'm in a shit mood, I know they feed off my energy. <laughs> and Brawny will be like, Sam, wake up. Like, these girls are watching you. Remember? I'm like, Brawny, I can't do this. Like, some of them are yeah. fake. And some of them, I, I tell you guys, I feel like I can't be myself sometimes because I know people, you know, feed off of mm -hmm. me. I just put my feelings aside that day. It was really hard. And yeah, just be there for the team as hard as it was. And what made me feel so special, Helen pulled me aside before we play and she's like, Sam, look at my feet. I was like, what are you doing? She took one side of my lessons from my shoes and she wears it on her, her shoes for the entire game. Each so week? Each week. If you look Aww. at her shoes, she have one white and one red. So, and then these guys ran in the circle where I did my ACL. Um, that just made mm -hmm. everything feel more special. But I'm fine, guys. Like, literally. I have my moments, yes. But I'm Which fine. It's very natural and very normal and I'm very fine. expected. Is there something, and I can't think of the right word here, for lack of a better word, nice, I guess, about seeing, like, Kelly and Sophie playing, though, because you were, like, such a mentor to them and you've had a big <laughs> impact on, like, helping them gain some confidence and... Like, as I said, I don't like, I tell Sophie for once, I said... Don't try to be me. Yeah. I am me, you are you. Like, nobody could play like each other. I can't play like Gina Fowler. I can't play like Ramalda. Mm -hmm. Everybody have their own individual talent. Mm -hmm. So just go there and do your best. Mm -hmm. Play, smile, and have fun. And the same thing I tell Kelly, no pressure. Just do you. Don't think I have to replace Samantha. No one can replace me. Mm -hmm. And it's not being cocky. It's just like, you can't, I can't replace mm -hmm. somebody. Proud mm -hmm. of my turn. I can't replace someone. Mm -hmm. So just play your best game. And the rest will happen. Do you feel like a proud mum though? Sometimes? Yes, I am. Especially with <laughs> phones. I was like trying to t change her stupid shooting technique. <laughs> yeah, See, this is phones. what I mean. There must be some kind yeah, of... Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to change that technique of soapy phones. I don't like it at all. <laughs> but she's improving. She will get there one day. <laughs> but Sam, I think as well, we chatted about like when you first did your knee and the amount of like messages and like presents you were getting. And we kind of joked about the fact that it's like, and this, I do not want this to be taken the wrong way it's like you kind of get to go like to your own funeral in a way because it's like <laughs> no. i agree i did mention i said i think i mentioned to you i said no i feel now i know how i feel when i'm dead yes so, <laughs> and it's nothing to like be upset about it's just like all these lovely messages and mm. seeing how my people care about me mm. and you know all the love i've received so far i said like, okay if i'm getting this much love imagine when i'm dying like, <laughs> exactly. how much people are gonna be silver lining and we did say like i think that's a testament to the type of person that sam is the character she is the kind of impact that she's had on so many people and just how loved you are by you know, not only people in the netball world, people outside the netball world, not only people in Australia, all it's over crazy, the world. Like, I honestly can't thank you guys so much for all the messages and all the love I have received. I'm going to continue being my humble self and always put my fans and members. <laughs> <laughs> 
we are your fans, Sam, so we cannot say thank you enough. Um, I think if there was a saying about this interview, it's that perfect guests don't, don't exist. exist. <laughs> All right, it's time for our cool down, and it's going to be a super, super duper quick cool down today because we ran a little late with Sam, but Sam's more important than what else we have to say in this cool down. So, oh, and Sam's joining us here for this cool down. Say hi. Hi, thanks. <laughs> So, let's get this underway. Let's do my tips really quickly. And we all have to do it really fast. Okay, yeah, 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 it's really exciting. Okay, Swifts versus Lightning. I'm only going Lightning because it worked last time to tip against you. Perfect. Vixens, Thunderbirds. Vixens. Firebirds, Collingwood. Firebirds. Giants, Fever. Fever. I feel stressed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go around and do our gains, obstructions, and goals. Maddie Proud, your gain. Is the close contact rule going and the Harry, uh, Harry Styles Coachella set? Um, my gain is that the podcast is back after a week off. Woo! And mine's going to be being here on the podcast with you guys. Woo! <laughs> I love the little woo at the end of it. Um, and my gain is the West Tigers finally getting a win for the first time of the year. Yeah, the boys. Ooh. Premiership is on the ray. <laughs> Obstruction, Maddie Proud. Um, was the fact that I still have an unpacked from our trip to Perth, which oh, is mental. Madness. <laughs> mine is Easter Bunny didn't come to me but came to everyone else in the team. <laughs> oh, mine is the inspection lady today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> My obstruction is my weight loss journey that I'm currently going on, which <laughs> makes me not be allowed to eat chocolate. That was some great English. Goal, Maddie Proud. Read more Harry Potter because I've been really slack and my goal for life is that Harry, uh, Niall Horan joins Harry Styles on set for week two of Coachella. Ooh. Uh, my goal is to use a swimming cap without leaking in recovery on Sunday. <laughs> Sorry? My goal is not to get COVID before my surgery next week. <laughs> And my goal is to not get blackout blindly drunk on Anzac Day. <laughs> In honour of the veterans. <laughs> and uh, what was the last thing you needed to say, Proud? Mm, perfect podcast, don't exist.